We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Hi! Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed, a podcast about pop culture. <laughs> and not so pop culture. And then there's this. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes that not so pop culture and just like goes way, way, way past it. If you if you've seen the movie we're going to talk about, I don't know. You win. You win something. Yeah. We'll figure out a prize. We'll, we'll figure out something. We'll send you the DVD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I was on Reddit and I came across... I, I, um, Do you want to say who you are? Oh, I'm James. In, in case I, we have new listeners. God, I always forget that. I'm James. I'm Aaron. <laughs> and I'm eager I'm eager to do this episode. I'm yes. really, really excited. Let's do this episode. So I was Let's on Reddit. Do the thing. I'm on I do uh, I subscribe one of the things I subscribe to is uh, is tip of my tongue, which is um, sort of like if you can't think of like what was that commercial or like what was that song or what movie am I thinking of, you can post sort of as much as you can remember on tip of my tongue and then people are generally pretty good about finding it. Right. So someone posted Weird, somewhat crappy 80s movie, possibly involving time travel, is the header. And James was like, click. I was like, yeah. So the the body is, I remember seeing a movie on VHS, which I borrowed from a friend. I saw it back in the late 90s, so it was definitely made no later than about 1998, and probably somewhat earlier. It had in it a wax museum, time travel, I think, some reference to Alice going through the looking glass... And a scene in a mall full of zombies where huge muscular dudes fired mounted machine guns at the zombies. I know this sounds like a totally insane movie. That's because it was, but it it very much seemed like a low-budget, straight-to-VHS type of thing. Within an hour. (laughs) Oh, within an hour? I didn't realize that. So So within an hour, someone had posted the answer, which is Waxwork 2. Lost in time. Which we're going to watch. And so James texted me, he screenshotted this Reddit post and texted it to me and he said, I really want to find this movie. And of course our library let us down because... (sighs) Come on, library. Well, I mean, it's Waxwork 2, Lost in Time. They didn't even have Waxwork 1, not Lost in Time. So I... (laughs) Found in time. Still in the time. (laughs) So I got on Amazon. And for under $7, I am now the proud owner of a DVD containing both... Waxwork 1, We Still Know When We Are, and Waxwork 2, Lost in Time. I am so excited. So what we're going to do for this movie is we're going to watch 20 minutes of it. It's We're going to watch 20 minutes-ish. I figure we watch until we have to stop to talk about something. I'd really like to watch exactly 20 minutes. Okay. Because I think it's fun to be like, wait, but we just cut off in the middle of a scene where... Waxwork time things are happening. All right, bet die. <laughs> let's let's cue you right, up, girl. Yeah, bring up bet die. It uh, this is going to be amazing. Um, if anyone's interested, oh, this was written and directed by Anthony Hickox. So um, he also wrote and directed the first one. So this is his baby, his second baby, his second baby. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna watch twenty minutes, come back, talk for for. 10, 15... Hours. Hours. And then watch more of it. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how this works. If you're listening to it, to us, then this worked great. You know what? Even if even if this didn't go great, I'm so excited for this episode. 
Yes. <laughs> All right. So Are we we'll... becoming a podcast that just covers shitty old movies and then writes our own? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you in a bit. So. Okay, so we're 20 minutes in to this. Wow. I just, you know, sometimes you just can't even imagine how amazing a movie is going to be. Whew. So. Yikes, you guys. Um, we have Sarah and. Mark. Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, <laughs> hi Sarah. Um, uh, we have had a cameo from the guy that played Red, the drunk guy in Back to the Future. Um, who may have been the mayor at the beginning, like in the when Back to the Future started? I think the mayor's name was Red something. Okay. So I and I've never confirmed that, but I always thought that drunk guy's name was Fred in Back to the Future. According to IMDb, it's Red. But I think Red is the name of the of the mayor before Goldie Wilson gets the idea to be mayor or something like that. There's okay. I think Red might have been mayor at some point. Of, it's possible. I'm sure Sean can confirm. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you should comment because that sort of closes a loop about who the hell that guy is. Anyways, so, okay. so Waxwork so, 2. We have Sarah and Mark. The, the mo- this movie opens basically with what I presume is the ending of the first movie. Right, Waxwork which 1. Which I feel like we're going to have to watch. Yeah. Not tonight. No. And so Sarah and Mark are in this wax museum that they have, I guess, been privy to unnatural horrors. Uh, what the, yeah, what the uh, box... Hor- horrors, not horrors. There may have been horrors. Uh, we haven't far, watched yeah. it. We don't know. Basically, it seems like well, it's a wax museum of like classic movie monsters like Dracula yes. and Mummy. And, and they all come stuff. to life and try to kill them. And um, a guy in a wheelchair gets his head pulled off right after he says, Oh my goodness! Yeah, this like giant... <laughs> bear monster thing yeah is like trying to rip his head off and he goes oh my goodness and then just like that yeah and then gets his head popped off yeah so sarah and mark are at this wax museum and bad shit's going down and they set it on fire or somebody else sets it on fire it gets set on fire it gets set on fire and they leave in a taxi right followed by a disembodied hand wearing a watch right I don't know if the watch will be relevant. It's, it's it's a hand and like half a forearm. Yeah. 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 A little, so it's, little it's more, more arm than, than thin. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. in mm-hmm. Adam's family. Yeah. So it follows them. The taxi. It, it yeah. rides the taxi home with Sarah, follows her inside, kills her stepfather. Right. Who is red from Back to the Future. Yes. Um, with a hammer to the forehead because it Very. tried to strangle him and she grabbed it away and threw it. Into a toolbox. Which apparently only had a hammer, and then it very gently tapped him on the forehead to death. Yes. Like, that was the most gentle tapping. It was like, uh-huh. oh, hey, tap, tap, um, tap, tap, tap. excuse me, hey brain, can you please die? Like, oh, have you ever seen blood a, everywhere. Have you ever seen a little kid, like, yeah. you have little kids, you've seen little kids play with, like, like that toy where you have to, you've got the little wooden yeah. hammer and you try to... Hammer yeah. the pegs in, and then yeah. you turn it over and do this. It was like that, or like only if, way less forceful. If you're like excavating something, yeah, like that, and you're like trying to chisel. Yes, it's like he was trying to chisel into this guy's brain super successfully. Oh yeah, totally then, killed the guy. So she takes the hand into the kitchen. Right, it kind of attacks her, and like, oh my god, yes, I had already forgotten. About oh, this you one. forgot about this? Okay, you mean the best part of the movie so far? She no, it attacks her, and and she stumbles to the table. 
right. in the in the dining room or the you know eating area. Right. And it grabs a thing of mustard and just sprays her right in right in the face with yes, mustard. Just squirts mustard all over her. And then she f- No, this was in the kitchen. Because it was on the uh, counter right next oh, okay. to the sink. Um, so sprays her with mustard, grabs a measuring cup full of onions. James pointed out that it's very clearly labeled. Everything in this movie is labeled. The beer that yeah, the Red step- was drinking was labeled in low, like lowercase typeface, just beer. Yeah. <laughs> and the onions are labeled onions. Yes. So it's just like chopped onions. And, it, and the hand, while she's still holding the hand, trying to fight it off. The hand grabs the, the measuring cup and flings the onions onto her mustard-covered self and then throws a bunch of hot dog buns at her. And then, and the whole time this is happening, you can very clearly tell that the actress is the one yeah. directing all of this. <laughs> yes. Like, it was really bad. And then so she stuffs it in the garbage disposal and turns the garbage disposal on. And it's like the pit in Army of Darkness. It's like yes. so much blood. So much blood. Like, more blood than a human body should be able to hold. It was like Carrie. Yeah, it was like Carrie. Or I only. But instead of being a bucket of pig's blood dumped on her from on high. Yeah. On high? Uh Not really on. I mean, high up. Up high. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I suppose on high means like God did it. But. I haven't read Carrie. I don't know. Yeah. This, it like sprays out of the garbage disposal. It was like. I, I didn't ever watch it, but I think there was like a movie recently about like a cave or something where like the poster was this lady, this girl, like just sobbing in like sort of a in the middle of the floor, just drenched in like water? Question mark. Okay. But it, but it was it was that same sort of thing. Yeah. Only she was drenched in blood. Yes. Way too much blood for a wax hand. It was a wax hand. Yeah. Pres- Probably. Presumably. I think so. Yeah. So, but it would have melted in the fire, though, right? Well, it got out. What? No. You know what? Was it the? Was it possible? Is it possible that it was the guy who owned the wax museum, who I think is the guy who fell into the the giant uh, vat of wax? Yes, maybe. And his hand. I recognized got... him from something else, and I don't remember where it was. Yeah, you said, "Oh, it's that guy," and I said, "What guy?" And yeah. then. Yeah. We stopped talking. Yeah. So cut to sometime later when she is on trial for the murder of her stepfather. Right. Because she destroyed the only evidence. Which... The, the hand that was... It was trying to kill her. Yes. So Mark <clears throat> is in the courtroom and starts yelling about how she couldn't possibly have done it. So they're both ushered outside she, to he, a cab. He gets escorted out and then cut to the outside of the courthouse where she's just leaving too, I guess. Yes. They get in a cab. They go to the home... Mm-hmm. Presumably, of, oh my goodness, head popped off guy. Right. And they go into this room and they say, this is the only room we haven't searched. There must be something in here. Oh, in- wait. <laughs> could it be this giant movie projector? I think the movie projector started without them doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're like, what should we do? Movie starts. Yes. And it's this guy talking and he's like, oh, hey, if you're here, I'm probably dead. I'm super dead. So... Follow Alice through the looking glass. And then and then Mark's like, but wait. And the guy's like, yes. Like, they, they do several things where Mark says something and the guy appears to hear him in, the, in yes. the movie, which tickles me to literally no end. Yes. Oh, I know. Um, Very Rocky Horror. Yeah. It, well, I was thinking the same thing. It's because he was in a wheelchair. Well, it was because he's in a wheelchair. It's two young people. And then it, there's... Lots of bad acting happening. Yes. In Rocky Horror, I'm absolutely willing to admit that everyone was doing that on purpose. Oh, yes. 
having seen all, if not most, of those people in other things, yeah. they were doing it on purpose. Yeah. It was a conscious choice. Um, wow, though. The, the acting in this is, so it's far, real bad. So bad. The camera shots in this, I, I mean, if you've, anyone who's seen Friday the 13th 3, um, which is the 3D one, it's the same sort of stuff where, like, it keeps being, like, things in the super foreground and then other things also in focus, like, way back, 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 back. Like, when yeah. she came into her, her house, where her stepdad yelled at her and almost beat her, but then didn't? didn't? <laughs> <laughs> this movie, you guys. He, like, went to backhander, and he was like, well, go get cleaned up and go to bed. By the way, Sean, um, he's not, like, I guess he's a character actor for Drunk Guy, because I recognized him from his voice. Um, yeah. From at the end of Back to the Future when he says, ah, damn, drunk drivers. Same. Yeah. Same voice. So yeah. Mark is like, but who's Alice? And she's like, from the looking, from it's Al- through the looking glass. It's the, it's the second Alice in Wonderland book, you moron. Right. Also, yeah, it's, she goes to another universe from, through a mirror. He's like, a mirror. And then which, immediately looks to the mirror in the corner. Right. Which when I'm like, also knowing that a looking glass is a mirror, you can just cut through all the knowing that yeah. about Alice. But so she picks up Alice. Well, well no, yeah. no. So he goes and starts yeah. checking out the mirror while she notices the only other thing in the room, right. a chess set, where all of the pieces are characters from Alice in Wonderland. Right. So she picks Alice up, and the square that Alice was and we have some really artsy shots yeah. of her looking at Alice, and the square that Alice was standing on suddenly rises up, and the mirror opens, opens? to... An a attic? Closet? A museum of things? There's a bunch more stuff with labels. Yeah. Yeah. Like silver bullets and uh-huh. X living dead. And mm-hmm. a rat is in there? Yes. Um. And so Mark finds... A little compact disc. It looks like well, a little like a a disc CD. drive. Looks... Uh, yeah. Like, you know those mini discs? Yeah. Yeah. It looks but, like a mini disc. Or like, um, or like a novelty vinyl. Because like, it was, it looked flimsy. Yeah. Um, it looked honestly like a hard drive disc. Yeah. Because um, it looked like you could, it was sort of malleable and yeah. stuff. And he the, he and saw little... that, by the way, through the Jason mask yes, that he was looking. Through the eye hole of the Jason mask that he was looking through. <laughs> and so he picks that up and he opens, and, and so he's got that and the necklace thing. He... The necklace thing was something else. It, I think or was the necklace because he has of... it around his neck. He, he's wearing it around his neck. Yeah, and it came with like an instruction manual that was like, "Hey, uh, angels jump through time with this." He's like, "Hey, we could jump through time with this." And, and then Sarah's they did a... like, Sarah's has it has this whole like, "I don't think this is a good idea, Mark. Remember the last time we went through time?" Yeah. It so was, we clearly need to watch the first movie. Right. In in the comic book, there would be a little asterisk, and Stan Lee would have written, way back in Waxworks 1. Right. So he opens the thing, and it opens a portal, and they go through it, and suddenly he is dressed like Gomez Adams. Right. But apparently... There's a knock on there, and they're not like in the same room. They're in like the foyer of this palatial estate. It looks like the set of uh, Clue. Yes, it does. It looks very much like the set of Clue. And so there's a knock at the doors because yeah. it's big, giant French doors, and he opens them both. And some men are standing outside, having a lot of water poured on them right. from the roof. And some, and the sound editor didn't turn the rain down enough for their to, to be able to hear what they're saying over their German accents. Bad German accents. Yes. 
So Oof. they're they're like Baron von Frankenstein, which I heard as hurra hurra hurra, and I right. was, and he was like, oh, um, I. And then Baron von, Baron von Frankenstein goes, yes, I'm Victor Frankenstein. Which is uh, just how someone who has a butler would not... Remotely that's not... answer. That's not how you would answer <laughs> no. So he comes out and he kind of... He reminds me of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I can see He it. looks like Benedict Cumberbatch if Benedict Cumberbatch looked more like a normal person. Sure. And less... Like a ferret. Like a ferret. Right. And so he's basically like, uh, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we're here about the... And then Sarah, in a short, dark wig... Like um, Catherine Zeta-Jones in Chicago. Uh-huh. Comes out onto the... Like... It's she's, not a balcony. She's upstairs. It's, it, it's, like the, it's like an open hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's basically like... Baron, come back to bed. This girl is trying to seduce every single thing she looks at or talks to in this movie. And by the way, just just a re- another recurring thing is everyone interacts with everyone else at a distance of about four inches, unless they're on the top floor of the house. Right. It's either... and then they're like a football field away. <laughs> right. It's yeah. Um, yeah. So she's like, "Come back to bed," and he's but like, in a bad German accent again. Yes, but in a bad German accent, and he turns to the guys outside. He's like. Okay, bye. Gotta go get some. Closes the door and goes upstairs after telling not Igor, but basically Igor, to take Gomez Mark downstairs. Yeah. And and Igor, not Igor. His name was like Felix or... Yes. I, it, it was. It, I think it was Figor. Felix. It was a Felix? Felix. I think it was Felix. Because yeah. I said Figor <laughs> and that... Is he's fake Igor? Oh, no, because Felix and Igor. And also fake Igor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That one. Um, and for, he, for this segment of the podcast, the F stands for Figor. Just for this segment. Um, so Figor like kicks him down. He's like, hey, go. He, this dude's way overacting. Oh yeah. This dude's like, like, you know what I've always thought was, was, was missing in people's portrayals of Igor? The subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, they were, they were too, he's, they were too, I, subtle. They were too subtle. I'm going to just really go for it. And he's like, ah, like, yeah, he's like. Anyone you've seen play Igor? Kick du- it up. Double it. Like, double it at least. Yeah, at least. So, and we're talking, like, even Igor in, like, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, at least double, maybe triple the it. The most Igor you've ever seen, double it and add it to both his, like, body movements and facial expressions yes. and also line delivery. Yes. So he's so, like, so go. Figor says, go downstairs and feed it and clean it. Yeah. And, and then he... Kicks him downstairs. And he grabs onto the rope railing? Well, he kicks him downstairs. They cut. The actor uh, slide, g- goes up two stairs and then, quote unquote, falls down the stairs. By which I mean he sort of, you know, like in, when you're a kid, you sort of bounce Bumps down. down the, yeah, yes. That. He, yeah, he does that while holding onto the rope railing, which yeah. has absolutely, it's not taut at all. Right. It's very slack. Yeah. So he notices this thing in the corner moving. Yeah. And it turns out to be this hideous man beast thing yeah. i mean i'm assuming it's it's gonna be frankenstein's monster yes yeah and it kind of crawls out to where there's a bucket labeled sham which is right. french for dog right which is interesting because everybody else in this world seems to be german right and i don't know what the german word for dog is but i'm pretty sure it's not sham it's hund h-u-n-d which makes sense yep and it kind of growls at him and throws a bucket at him and he's like oh you're hungry and that's where we left it. And we'll talk to you after the ding. Oh my god. 
So. I I don't even real. I remember before in that first segment when we had a good handle on what the hell is going on. Uh-huh. And like, we were sort of like, oh my god, this is so crazy. Holy crap. Well, we know exactly what's going on. They're going through time. Sarah, Sarah is um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell's here. So, um, <laughs> they escaped. Um, uh, Mark went upstairs to Elizabeth, quote unquote, which is who Sarah was. Thought she was? Yeah. And he snapped her G- out of German it. German Sarah. Right. Um, and he, he said, it's me, Mark. And that was her 1979 penny. And she w- right. suddenly remembered that she was actually Sarah, not Elizabeth. Yeah. She's like, oh, whoa. Okay. Sorry about that. But then she snapped right back into it when Frankenstein was like, hey. Elizabeth. And she's like, oh, Victor. Like. And he's like, you're cheating on me with him, my best friend. And Mark gets very offended. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I know that they're going for com. I mean, like, yes. it was for comedic purposes, but like, yikes. Yikes. So they um, go downstairs to find the monster. They go. Why did they? Oh no! Because the the townspeople busted down the door and chased them with wooden pitchforks and torches right. into the basement. These, because they these townspeople managed to get through this gigantic, heavy French door. They but they didn't. Nothing broke. The door just, just sort of it open. Open. But they couldn't get through the basement door, which was just a door. Right. A normal door. So a bunch of stuff goes down. Frankenstein uh, oh. gets killed in the most awesome way possible. He gets uh, Frankenstein's monster crushes his head. Yeah. So basically, pins him to a table. Yeah. Squeezes his cheeks to so, make him spit all of his teeth out like corn. Uh huh. It it really. I was like, why? Are, why is there popcorn? Right. I don't understand. Then his eyeballs popped out one by one, and one flew at Mark uh-huh. and nearly hit him. Then. He squeezed his head, so his brain popped out of his Of the top of his head and flew in slow motion across the room at Mark. No, Mark stepped into the path of the brain. He was like, oh no, step, step. Oh, here's where the brain is going to be. And then the brain, like, hit him? Yeah, he, like, caught it and did, like, an ew gross and tossed it. Meanwhile, right, so right before... All of this went down. He opened up another time portal. Right. And sent Sarah through it, but then realized that Frankenstein's notebook, which he needs for some reason, was on the table. Yeah. So he steps back over there to get it, and that's when all the Frankenstein brain stuff happens. Right. And then he goes to go back through the table and just does a pratfall right into the wall. He slams into the wall. Yeah. And then he just opens up another time portal on the other side of the room. As Frankenstein's monster does sort of like a sub-zero, like arm through the um through Felix's Figor's um chest chest yeah for whatever reason and so he steps Mark steps through the time portal and is suddenly in Night of the Living Dead kind of Night is of the Living Dead it, it was it's very it's like black and white of that era yeah it's it's apparently like ghost hunters so maybe more like House on Haunted Hill like yeah. the original Vincent Price sort of deal yeah so he's standing there looking around out like next to this car, and Bruce Campbell walks up, and then Bruce Campbell says some Bruce Campbelly stuff. Uh huh. And then he goes inside, and Marina Sirtis from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation walks by, and is like, "Hey, I'm in this movie too," uh, which is a weird line and sort of out of character, but like whatever. Um, <laughs> and then and, this other girl walks by, right? 
Um, and by I thought, the, no. oh, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, um, this is 1991, you guys. This is like heyday. This is like maybe as popular as that as Star Trek: The Next Generation got was like the early 90s. Yeah. What is she doing in this movie? She's in this movie too. Also, when was Grease two? We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um. So then this other girl walks up, and I thought it was Sarah. And right. I was like, oh, they ended up in the same world after all, even though he went through a different time door. How convenient. <laughs> nope, because cut to Alien. It's basically, it's like if Alien took place on like just one section of the ship, um, and the alien looked real stupid, uh-huh. and they couldn't shoot it for shit. Like, yes. They shot the frame around the elevator where the alien was. Just to bits. Yep. And then the alien came and ripped this guy's head up. He, did he like, it stretch his head up? He and stretched then... his head up and then smooshed it down and blood, like, like misted out. Are these people all wax? Are I, they Are they going into time portals where all of these people are wax? I guess we'll find out. Because, oh, Mark did this thing in Frankenstein's dungeon where he's like, oh, it's just like the last time where if you don't believe it, it doesn't... It won't be true. Go ahead, Figor. Hit me with a wooden thing. And Figor's like, Wah? And then he hits him. And he's like, okay, never mind. That's not true. <laughs> that really super hurt. <laughs> so so I mean, also on this spaceship is, is this dude who we... He's got kind of a John McClane look about him. He's kind of... Yeah, he's being like the, the super tough, like, uses fuck the word fuck too much and like... Like, Bad oh, New York accent. Yeah, oh, come on. Ugh, ugh. You're a fucking doctor. You didn't fucking know this was going to fucking happen? Yeah. Yeah. And that actor is... Maxwell Caulfield. Also known as... Rex, Rex Manning. Manning. So, just just for a, a quick uh, a quick update, we have Bruce Campbell. Uh-huh. Oh! We have Bruce Campbell. We have Maxwell Caulfield. We have Marina Sirtis. Also, the guy that's playing Mark um, is the dude from Gremlins. It's yeah. the main... It's, I, I, I don't know. I've only seen Gremlins a handful of times. I think his name was David. Billy. Okay, maybe. I, I looked. At, I looked up to make sure that he that he was the guy from Gremlins, and it said that he played Billy Prentice. That in sounds Gremlins. fine. That sounds okay. fine. He looks like a David. We're gonna call him David. Okay. If we ever maybe watch that's Gremlins. his real name. I've already forgotten his real name. Um. Oh, it's Zach something. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis. It's not Zach Galifianakis, but it's Zach Galligan. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie and this movie we looked we looked a little further it has at least at least two more people that we know in it. And we'll keep you updated as they appear. Yeah. So um as we left it um I guess Sarah is is floating in space we think. And um Mark just um we think that Marina Sirtis and the other girl just had lesbian sex. Because that looked like what Marina Sirtis had on her mind. Yes. And they were the gone for a while. The other girl claims they were making tea. Which is, of course, 1960s slang for... Lesbian sex. Right. The Lesbian British... sex with Marina Sirtis, right. specifically. That, that's what they called it in the 60s. Yeah. And so now some weird stuff's going to go down in black and white. And I guess we'll find out. So he went through a different time portal. Right. So he, so as far as Sarah is concerned, she is 
in the future. Right. She's, she is. I keep trying to think of the character's name, and I can't. Ripley. Ripley. Ridley. Al- Alice. Ridley. No, it's Ripley. It's Ripley's believe it or not. It's it's, it's Ridley. Ridley. Oh, is Ridley Alice? Scott the name? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Ripley. Is it Alice Ripley? I haven't seen Alien, so I don't know. The first Alien is actually. Um, I don't like Alien movies. So I've never the, had an interest in the it. The first Alien movie is actually less of an Alien movie and more like a suspense movie. Because okay. you don't see the Alien spoiler until like the last shot. Oh, and then it's okay. like movie over. Oh, okay. And, it, and I, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Because it's okay. sort of like, oh my god, we can't see it, whatever. Right. Aliens, the second one, I've, I've been told is much more like action shoot 'em up. Sort of like what we saw. Okay. Of like, kill the big alien that we know what it looks like. Okay. Uh, Ellen Louise Ripley. Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Okay. So. So, she thinks that that's who she is. She has no idea that she's Sarah. Right. But, so he is trapped in another, like, she has no way of getting out of that yeah. universe. Did you ever see the movie Stay Tuned? No. Uh, John Ritter. Okay. Um, it had the guy that played Rooney in Ferris Bueller. Rooney. The principal. Oh, okay. Um... And uh, I want to say Terry Gar. Okay. Um, John Ritter and Terry Gar get a new, a brand new remote, and it's basically like there's there, it has like nine hundred channels and all this stuff. Um, basically, the the gimmick is that to pay for this awesome remote, you uh, have to survive a day or something. In the shows. So it's like Jumanji with a remote? Kind of, but like... It puts you in the thing right. instead of the thing coming to you. Right, but okay. Rooney is the devil. Okay. It's a devil's remote. And so uh, Rooney is trying to kill them before they make their day so he doesn't have to pay for the whatever. But they keep going into these different shows. So it'd be like, I think there's a Three's Company ref in the uh-huh. in the show. But like then it's like uh, Chrissy and... Janet, Janet are trying to kill him. Okay. And like all this stuff. It feels like that because I keep forgetting because they're doing such clear like, oh, we're being this movie. Oh, we're being that movie that it's hard for me to remember that they're jumping into time. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like time travel so much as genre travel. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, like, I, I mean, they keep referring to these as time portals and granted, they are taking place in different time periods. I mean, right. there was Frankenstein in the... 19th century, yeah. Yeah, and then he's in the 60s right now, and she's in the 80s. Or the... Or, or the, the future. The, the 80s as viewed from the future, so the, or the, the 2000s. the future as viewed from the 80s. Right, yes. yes. Um, so, yeah. But, like, this this Night of the Living Dead House on Haunted Hill thing is in black and white. So, like, yeah. it feels like they're going for more of a genre thing than a time thing, which is sort of weird. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you in 20. Yep. Okay. So, our heroes are reunited because Mark jumped through time, which included the Loch Ness Monster. And, uh... And Haiti? And Haiti, where he stole this big-ass petroglyph thing for some reason. And when he took the arrows out, they went, boing, boing, And I thought that the thing was going to, like, open up and something was going to climb out of it. But no, just another alien showed up. And then they left it there. And they left their time portal key thing. Yeah, because the alien grabbed the, the special necklace. Yeah. And he couldn't get it back before the ship blew up. Something. So he... So they just... 
Like they had activated it. Yeah. So they just went through the portal without the necklace. And so now they're in... The King... Princess Bride? The Princess Bride slash Prince Valiant slash King Arthur... Slash vampires? I... It's like a trans... The, the apparent baddie in yeah. this arc has a Transylvanian-ish accent. This guy is who you're talking about? Uh-huh. Well? Okay. Uh, this guy is... is um, Played by the guy that played Highlander. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what his name is. But he's apparently the big bad guy because he's on the back of the cover. Oh, okay. Um, also in this in this scene uh, was David Carradine. Yeah. Uh, Russell, no, uh, Christopher Lambert. Oh. Okay. What was the name of the guy? Um, David Carradine played the mysterious, very kung fu-like mentor guy who uh-huh. was like, go find this guy and take my sword. Yep. And then he disappeared. Very mm-hmm. David Carradine. Yep. Um, I'm also very proud to say that because of his frequent disguises as women on the show MacGyver, um, I picked out the guy that played Murdoch, who was MacGyver's big arch nemesis on MacGyver, from his first appearance, where he's dressed kind of like a really, like, if David Bowie tried goth. Yeah. Like, sort of like cheek makeup. Yeah, it's but like, very... Andy... It, um, it it doesn't look goth as much. Like, the makeup looks more like like Marie Antoinette. Sure. Um, Andy, if you're, if, when you listen to this, um, think Davy Havoc, um, like, like, Sing the Sorrow era Davy Havoc, and you have pretty much the right, the right look. Shorter I don't know hair. What that means. Um, there was this band, AFI, who, the, the lead singer started with, like, this, like, mohawk and like like short blonde hair and like all punky uh-huh. and eventually went like super goth and okay. like whatever so uh this this reminds me of him in his most goth phase okay um he also kind of looks like zool from the end of uh yeah. of ghostbusters except for instead of white bubble suit it's like goth like armor yeah so we're not really sure what's happening it appears that sarah is Highlander dude's girlfriend, I guess. And although you, this time, do you know how she knew exactly who she was? Well, whenever um, she's with Mark, I she think knows she knows what's she up. Is. And whenever she's with the guy that thinks that she's cheating on him with Mark, which has uh-huh. happened in every single thing that's that whatever. Well, the Frankenstein one and this one, right? Both of them, yeah, right? Every single one, <laughs> every single both of them. Um. They're like, you're cheating on me with this guy. And she's like, uh, what's going on now? Yeah. But this guy actually slapped her, kind of. I mean... He, he waved his hand and a slapping sound occurred right. and she fell over. I imagine there's some sort of magic going on. Uh-huh. He's, he's telekinetic, which makes up for his horrible aim. <laughs> yes. We also have a suspicion of another um, recognizable actor, but I want to hold off announcing that one until we see if we actually see that person. We know who we're looking for. We're just not sure. If this if this is a vampire arc, Yeah. as I suspect it might be, then I'm pretty sure that was who that was. Okay. Um, because of facial shape. Because she has sort of a distinct facial shape. Yeah. Yeah. She would have been about 18, which yes. is about right. She, she's credited as vampire victim number one oh. or something like that. Yeah. So that may be all we saw of her. Oh, okay. But we can report back to you after our next 20-minute break. I, I I don't know where they're going with this. I have no idea. Like, 
clearly he has to... I mean, the sword's going to come into play because yeah. the sword is also in the... Lo- well, not here. In the menu logo, the sword yeah. made up the two. Yeah, two swords made the... It was the lost two. sword in sword time, and the swords were the two. Yeah. So... This is having a very... So, the D&D campaign that I'm doing right now is Curse of Strahd. Sure. Who is... Everyone knows that. Uh, right. Who is a vampire. Right. And in it, some of the things that we are looking for in order to defeat Strahd are a sword, the sword of his brother, whom he killed, and a necklace that is... A time door opener? No, it's like oh. the it's like a sun or something, and it's like the symbol of light or something. I don't know, but I'm seeing a lot of parallels. Is it a golden disc? I mean, what I have to go on is the cover of the Curse of Strahd like campaign manual. Yeah, um, and it's like a vampire, like you know the like the gold star with the ruby in the middle. Yeah, vampire yeah, sure, thing. sure, it's sure. like that. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking up. But both... I'm seeing lots of parallels. Yeah, I wonder if uh, if whoever wrote Strahd uh, was a big fan of Anthony Hickox. It's possible. Um, I just want to look up real quick. Um, the The other name on this is a Zach Galligan, and then Alexander Gudinoff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Gudinoff sound like a nom de plume? Uh huh. Um, I want to make sure that. Oh yeah, no, this isn't Highlander. It's not. It's Alexander. It's Alexander Gudinoff or Godinoff. Whatever. Who is in Die Hard. <gasps> oh! Is that Carl? It's Carl! <laughs> Hi, Carl! Oh, he was also in Witness and The Money Pit. And he was in North. Oh, poor dude. Uh, he was also, apparently, he's a ballet dancer. Okay, I can see he, that. He defected from the Soviet Union. Um, it caused a dis- diplomatic incident between the United States and the Soviet Union. Oh, and he died in 1995. Oh. Yeah. Three years after this movie was made. Oh, jeez. This movie killed him. Yeah, well, wow. He looks a lot like uh, the Highlander guy. He really does. In fact, right before we started recording, I looked up a picture of of Christopher Lambert from the Highlander, (laughs) and I said, we don't need to double check that this isn't, this is him, right? And Aaron was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely him. Nope. It's Carl. (laughs) It's Carl. All right. We'll see you in 20. All right. This movie. We're we're still in the time of the of the Princess Bride, Prince Valiant, Vampire. They're not Highlander. vampires though. He's not a vampire. He's a shapeshifter. Oh right, right. He shapeshifted some girl into like this weird pseudo panther thing. Kind of like a panther person. Like if panthers had human skin. Yeah. And then they, then he took like, they took, like a were panther, but yeah. without fur. Yeah, and then they took like like a, like a couple of milliliters of of her blood, put it in a cup. He drank a little bit of it, and then tossed that shit on the ground. And that was the last we saw of her, because they changed to another scene. They juiced that girl, and he wasn't even in the mood for juice. Yeah. So oh, so the. Immediately upon resuming our viewing, we learned that Sarah is not, in fact, his girlfriend. She is his sister. Yes. Whom he very clearly wants to bang. Right. Because he is using his shape-shifting powers to shape-shift into the King of England, whom he has just poisoned after getting him to propose to the sister. Right. So he wants to be the king, and he figures the best way to do it 
is to bang his sister? I mean, it's England. And all the English viewers... Well, I think that most English viewers... Viewers? Listeners. This plot makes no sense. It makes no sense. I don't know. And what, like what? What? Let, let's take. Let's take a quick. Let's check in real quick. What are? What? What is the? What are the stakes here? What are we trying to? We're trying to prevent. Who's we? Um, Mark and Sarah. Yeah. Like, how will we know that we've? Oh, also, um, the oh my goodness guy uh-huh. just uh, talked to Mark in the form of a raven. Well, he was like. Man in the Iron Mask yeah, dump him... in the in the dungeon. Yeah, and he unlocked the mask, and the helmet thing fell off. And then he had the Raven gave him another time portal necklace and said that they were basically playing God's Nintendo. They were in God's Nintendo game that he plays against the devil. This feels like maybe this is an intense religious allegory. That's kind of what I'm wondering because then they were like the Raven guy. The Raven was like. Yeah, you know, God chooses time warriors to battle in this Nintendo game against the devil. And so Mark goes, so God wants me to be a time warrior? And he's like, what about Sarah? Is she a time warrior too? And the Raven's like, ooh, she has a kind of a lot in the real world, don't you think? What would that whole being on trial for The murder? whole trial thing, God's like, ooh, how is she going to fit that into her schedule? Yeah, and so Mark's like, all right, well, thanks for unlocking my helmet and giving me another time portal, oh, and which ch- will only work one more time. Right, because the God's he, Nintendo is, call, is like... A separate universe. Yeah. It's not just like another timeline within the same universe. It's like a whole separate universe. Right, which is can, important because... They had established that it was 700 years before the 20th century, and then immediately Murdoch came in and said, well, if it isn't Romeo and Juliet, nope, that's Who not... Who haven't been written yet. That's, that's, I mean, I think that Romeo and Juliet, you know Shakespeare was all about, like, basically uh, public, public, right. like, he's like, let's see, what are some old stories that I can make mine? Right. I think Romeo and Juliet was something of an old story, but... Bet they weren't called Romeo and Juliet. Probably not. And, and certainly the, you wouldn't be like, well, if it isn't Romeo, I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> and the raven was quoting Poe. Right, but that's but okay because... That's okay because he's a time warrior. Right, exactly. In a raven's body. Ooh, what if Murdoch's a time warrior? I think you might be giving this movie too much credit. But no, if if Murdoch is the devil's Nintendo oh, character, true, true. Okay, that's entirely possible. Okay, we just I, I feel slightly better about the direction this movie's going in. The thing is, though, so they're trapped in this alternate universe because the portal, the the uh, is it the same necklace? He, he can't have. I don't think I we're think supposed to believe that. Because he said each time portal can only open the door between universes twice, and you've already used it once. So the raven went to the alien... Went to the exploded alien ship? And rescued the... I don't know. At any rate, according to Reddit, we still have a machine gun zombie fight in a mall, Um, so... Unless what he was remembering was the alien thing. It's... Because that was mounted machine guns and, and zombies. But. Um, but according to IMDb and the actress that we're still waiting to see, 
there's also supposed to be vampires. Right. So she was listed as like vampire victim girl number one. Right. Um, I don't. So let's just let's just be very clear. This is not a horror movie. No, not even a little bit. If you're, if this you're is think- not a genre at all. This is definitely like that guy was spot on. It's it's a it's a straight to VHS. Like this is what like TBS used to show like in the middle of a Saturday. Yeah. Like just no one's wa- no one's watching TV. America's so wholesome. Everyone's outside farming. Uh huh. So let's put on some schlock that we have that'll take up some hundred and four minutes. Yep. And this was it. This is ridiculous. But it's like an all-star cast. Like, I feel like... I wouldn't say all-star. It is a cast of people who have been in other things that people have seen. Look, there's Carl. There's Murdoch. There's... The Gremlins Counselor Deanna Troy. There's... That's true. There's, um... uh, The kid from Gremlins. The kid from Gremlins. The girl we haven't named yet. Right. Bruce Campbell. I mean, this is like all-star... All-star cast. I will give you that this is a cast of people who should not be in this movie. The drunk guy from Back to the Future. I mean, like, it's... (laughs) Yes. They should have called this Waxwork B-List. Yeah, basically. (laughs) All right, well, I think this is the last 20th. I'm pretty sure. God, I hope so. It has to be. It has to be. Okay. We will talk to you for the conclusion, I think. Yep. Yes, we will. Welp. I just, that was, the movie's over. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> um, so I guess there was like a final showdown between Carl and Mark. Carl's name was Scarabus. Yes. We did get to see Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. As vampire the- victim number one. Yep. And she was just just super, you know, as you think of her in the 90s, blonde-haired Drew Barrymore. Yep. Portraying a Nosferatu victim yeah, like in a, a silent film. Silent film, Nosferatu, almost victim. Yeah, almost victim, because Mark came in and... Instead, Jack the up. Ripper got killed by Nosferatu. hmm Because it's a whole thing. Jack the Ripper was a time warrior, too, as we learned in the theme song... Lost that in rolled time. during the end credits. Lost in Time by the L.A. Posse, who is someone that I've never heard of. It may only have been two members of two the two members L- of the L.A. Posse. I'm not sure if they if they entirely comprise the L.A. Posse or if the L.A. Posse consists of more than just two members. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get that music video that was the end credits up on the Facebook group. Um, I want that um on MP3. I want to have. I want to figure out a way to. I get mean, I, I can. I can make that happen for you. Uh, yeah. So that was that was something else. Um, so basically, um, they had this sword battle that that the time door um, opener got opened, and so they were having these time this sword fight throughout, like among time, like things. different horror. Genre scenes like they they went into Jekyll and Hyde, like the Jekyll and Hyde workshop. They definitely went into a mall where zombies were, so that was definitely Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um. They did Nosferatu. Uh, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Godzilla, ish. Yeah, apparently Godzilla started as himself, but uh, that's Godzilla not the Godzilla has I've ever seen. Not aged well. 
Yeah. You know how, like, um, they have, like, um, pajamas that... It looked like someone made, like, dragon pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And also, they did the, the, the hilarious thing of, of a poorly dubbed... Like, it was like a poorly dubbed Godzilla movie. Yeah, and they put him in, like, a bad Jackie Chan wig. Yeah. It was... It was pretty offensive. It was pretty bad. Um, It was also 1992. Yeah, 91. Yeah. 91, so I guess we have to cut them all... No, we don't have to cut them any slack. No. They Um, should have known better. So basically, they... in In the Dawn of the Dead world, he cut off one of these zombies' hands and grabbed it so that then... They could... As they... They, they, the sword fight carried them back to the the world where they started with the the sword fighting. Convenient because once again yeah. he left without Sarah. Right, and Sarah was getting was getting garroted by Murdoch, um, who then was like, "Death is supposedly better than an orgasm. Do you like to be kissed?" And she was like, "No," and then stabbed him in the back. She like her arms were kind of pinned. But she found a way to not only grab his knife, but also stab him with it in the middle of his back. So I'm yeah. not really sure. Like, in his spine. Yeah. And then, oh, this guy with really nice hair got crushed by a big book. And then came, and then was alive, alive still, but his face was, like, elongated? Yeah, like in, um, like in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. they, like, stretch their jaws out. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. And, and then he got... he tried to kill Mark... But mostly it just looked like he was trying to lick Mark because his jaw had been like... It wasn't stretched out. It was stretched down yeah. with the tongue coming out. Yeah. It was very weird. And then uh, he got brained by Sarah... And a mace? And a mace. It was like one of those, like, not like a ball with spikes, but like kind of like an egg with, with spikes yeah. kind of deal. It was like um, a baby mace. And I think that was supposed to be a big moment because I think that Sarah had been struggling with never jumping into a fight. Yeah. And and something. So, anyways, but then, but then she killed Murdoch, and all bets were off. Right. Um. So then, anyways, they they op- they figure out. So they keep um like, oh no um. They keep they they figure out that they can't both jump through the portal. Well, they 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 keep they're like w- these these portals go keep going to like different oh, areas in Cartagra right. or whatever. How do we open the one that takes us back to our our universe? Right. And then. Um, he remembers something the bird who was the oh my goodness professor told him, which Sarah recognizes as a line from through the looking glass. So they go find the only mirror that they can that they have to find. Well, he also recognizes it. He says something about the Red Queen or something. Yeah, he well it was like And I, Sarah goes, The Red Queen and she quotes the line and he goes, It's from Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Um, a book which, at the beginning of the movie, he did not know existed. Right, he had never heard of. He'd never th- heard I of it. I think how it was, was that he remember- He said the line to Sarah, and she said, The Red Queen says that. And he's like, The Red Queen? From- right. So I think I think he still was not whatever, but like the line he said sounded super offhand. Like, it yeah. was like, I need to think about it and then think some more or something. Which yes. sounds very Red Queen-y, like Alice in Wonderland sort of just weird-ass stuff. Right. But... It, it it it's interesting to me that he remembered it enough for her to be like that's the thing from that's a random line from through the looking glass right so i think i maybe zoned out for a minute i don't remember how they figured out how to open up like that happened and then all of a sudden the portal was open so then they like went over to the mirror and and then okay. they opened the thing and it was like okay okay 
So it, I don't think they did anything special. They just went to a mirror. Right. And so then they open the portal and they discover they can't both jump through it at the same time because it's not big enough. Right. So he gives her the zombie hand and tells her, you'll never be happy in this world. You have to go home and prove your innocence with this zombie hand. Right. And then he basically pushes her into the... He didn't push her as much as I would have liked him to. Right. He basically says, you have to go. I love you. And she, like, is absorbed into the mirror? Yeah. And she kind of, like... Yeah. And then she watches... Like, as she's going through, you see from her vantage point him standing on the other side of the portal. And it stayed open way long enough for him to be able to get through. I have to imagine it was, like, a in the... Like, it was an invisible wall sort of deal. Do you? Do yeah, you have to imagine that? I have that? to imagine okay. that. Even though he so was, she, he was like standing in a doorway with like his hands around yeah. the the door. So, so Sarah goes home, ends up back in the attic room where she finds a painting which she had seen at the beginning, and he distracted her before she could pull the sheet right. off of the parts that it was covering, which right. was his face. Which it was, was a painting of him dressed like Murdoch, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He, he clearly went back and stole Murdoch's clothes. Yeah. And then she... Oh, Murdoch looked kind of like Helena Bottom Carter also. Yeah. Very... A lot like Helena yeah, Bottom Carter. Yeah, I think that's more accurate than, than Davy Havoc from AFI. But, um... So... Yeah. Then she wins her case. Because she has the zombie hand. Right. And so then... Because I guess the jury's like, oh, well... Zombie Re- hand. Reanimated hand. Well, because, like... The, Guess the, it's plausible The that... weird lawyer was like, so you can't say without a shadow, beyond the shadow of a doubt. Right. Which... Which is... Fair. I know from the podcast Court, court Appointed is all that's required in a criminal case. That's true. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Hi Michael. Well... I guess it's Mike. He's Michael on Facebook. Yeah, right. But I guess he's Mike on Court Appointed. And he's Andrew on Facebook. That's true. That's weird. So anyways, then a guy gives her very, like in Back to the Future 2, how the guy gave him the Western Union thing. Well, apparently they did that, but like extended it back to like the 1300s. Uh-huh. And it was just a, a piece of parchment and a time door opener that the, said, join me. Yeah, the parchment said, join me. And they're like, so what are you going to do now? And she's like, I'm going back. Which is a, I'm going to Disney World thing. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. Is that... A different one that can be. go to Cartagra because it's gotta be. Also, how did the note get from Cartagra to our universe? It's a different time. It's it's got to be a different necklace, different time portal opener. Yeah, and it came through with a different time warrior. Okay, why he didn't go himself? I don't know. Maybe he was old by that point? Maybe. Which opens up a whole different level of time travel, because if he grew old and was like, well, if I go back, I'm all old and she's going to be young. Wait, what is that? That's that's the rationale behind something else. Uh, him not go angels. in eleven twenty two sixty three. Him oh, yeah, not yeah, going back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to be old and she's not, so I'll just stay here. And use other time use other time warriors to basically pass this thing down seven hundred years or whatever until it gets to her. Yeah, and then she can join me in my past where I'm young. She can have joined me. Yes, she can have joined me. So that that splits off. Yeah. Into so then, 
you know, time travel, does the timeline where he grew old without her cease to exist as soon as she shows up in Cartagra again? Right. Or are there two timelines? I think we don't, it's one, it's 1.30 in the morning. I think we shouldn't be talking about this. You guys, this movie was batshit. It was the It was also just shit. It was the worst shit. I mean, I'll, I'll give it that it was funny, and I think often it, it was trying to be. I think there were, I think there were a lot of times when, when we were like, this is ridiculous, and I think that was what they were shooting for. Yes. And then there were other times when I don't think that's what they were shooting for. Maybe, and I could be wrong. Like the mustard and the onions and the thing. Uh-huh. I think that was that was clearly like a joke. It had to have been, right? And it, the brain sh- shooting at yeah. him? I mean, like, it was very Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness yes. sort of stuff. But a li- little more heavy-handed? Yeah. This movie makes every other movie I've ever seen look great. This was possibly the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so bad. So, you guys should see it. We're going to post things that we can. I kind of want to do a giveaway. Ooh! Of this DVD. Okay. I will figure out the terms of that. Okay. And post it on the Facebook group. Excellent. Okay, so it is your opportunity to uh, own slash... Take for a while before you pass it on to someone else? Yes, because you will not want to keep it. You're going to want to send this deep into the depths of Cartagra. Yep. Um, But if you... But but as a bonus, you also get Waxwork 1. Right. And you... Which apparently also has time travel. Yeah. Based on some of the things they said in this movie. Right. Like, remember last time when we time traveled. Right. (laughs) It's basically the one thing they said in the Yeah. So if you are listening to this and are not on the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. And you have listened to this whole podcast and thought, yeah, that's something I'd like to experience for myself. <laughs> join the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. group. It's called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. Yes. Uh, we also have... A, a Twitter handle, which is at UFO Podcast. And you can follow us individually at Unabashedly Aaron and at Unabashed James. Uh, you can email us at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, thank you, as always, to Jamie Shaheen for the use of his song for our theme, Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here in Cartagra? It's the special edition for this. Uh-huh. Let's see if you can find where it's a special edition. Yikes. Um, Don't do that. You'll never get back. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it, though. Yep. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this this amazing episode. <laughs> um, this is Unabashedly Obsessed. You guys, Smoking Kills. You gotta say your name. I'm James. Smoking Kills. I'm Aaron, and so do Pennies. And Cartagra? And Cartagra? <laughs>